praised. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord, for once again. Into which, Lord, you've called him to serve. Father, let your glory be seen like never before in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Forevermore. I thank God for granting us space once again to come your way with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a mandate God has given to us at Banner Life Embassy to share with the world the end time plans, the agenda, and the mandate that God has for the church. We have been sharing on activating power. Why are we talking about this activating strength? The Bible says it gives, it gives strength to them that are, are weary or those that, are, that faint. But you know, before the church began, before, see, the birth of the church started with power. Jesus said for them to wait for the disciples in Acts 1, 3, 4, to wait in Jerusalem until they be endued with power from on high, until the power, the promise of the Father, that the Holy Spirit had come upon them, they should not, they should not budge, they should not move. They should not check out of Jerusalem. They should stay. Stay put until they got empowered. And the Bible says that and ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. It is not enough just to receive the infilling of the Spirit. The Bible says that there is a renewal of grace, there's renewal of strength. Um, sequel to this message, we've had um some meetings and we talk about the fact that we that we explain that there is no auto you see. It's not automatic. There's no something in, in Christ as in the blessings of God just um, unfolding like that. They are supposed to be activated. And I told you that any liberty without responsibility makes you a liability. We're going to look at someone like that in the Bible, David. You know, someone like that. That's David who actually knew what to do. And then we just suppose that um, to that of um, the life of Samson. Whose life, whose ministry characterized might or power or strength. Yet this guy had no discipline. He had, you see, he, he, he veered off the tracks. The very thing, the very core of um, of the spirit. Uh, you look at his birthplace where he was born, a Dinite. Mahanedan, where he was born. You look at where he died. Where the power of God actually came upon him. Between Zorah. And um and 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 and, and Esh, Esh, where this guy and what they mean I'm going to explain to you and where the guy died he prayed a very silly prayer to die with his enemies why the guy was indisciplined one he lacked discipline he lacked discernment he was insensitive to the spirit the guy again was inconsistent all the clues see um Delilah gave all the Delilah wasn't a bad woman she gave all the clues. To this man yet because of that insensitivity is the uh, indiscipline lifestyle cost him his life his eyes were plugged out and then he had to die he was asked to play sports before his enemies while they worship their god they had a festival and this man had to come and entertain them why should a mighty man like that be su not subjected to that Kind of ridicule. So he was someone that we can say had the mind of God, but had no, he had no clue as to how to re re revive, restore, renew, or being consistent in the things of the Spirit, how to refresh himself in the Holy Ghost. 
now let's look at this. So proper activation is, is a must for every believer. And you know, what we are talking about today is prayer. Prayer being a foundational key uh, and, or element or principle that engenders the release of power. We have looked at worship and I want to talk about prayer today. The kind of prayer that engenders um, the power release or the release of power. Grace is released when the right prayer is offered. And the right prayer is heartfelt and consistent according to the word of God. I want to start off by reading the book of, um, um, thank you, Holy Ghost, Romans chapter 12, Romans 12, thank you, Holy Spirit, Romans 12, Romans chapter 12, thank you, Holy Spirit. In Romans 12, we are told, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Bible says, rejoicing in hope patient in tribulation continuing instant in prayer Consti continuing instant in prayer why because our power our strength is renewed day by day and prayer is one of the avenues one of the channels by which the strength is released upon us the bible says again in the book of colossians 4, the bible says to continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving prayer is a must prayer is a must in Ephesians chapter 6 we're going to look at the type of prayer to pray the attitude of prayer that we heal Ephesians 6 pray the Lord in the book of um, Ephesians 6, the verse 18 says, Praying always with all prayer. Why is this constancy? Why is this uh, faithfulness underlined? Why is this instant in prayer? Constant in prayer. Praying always underlined in the New Testament. The New Testament stressing the faithfulness in prayer, praying always, always in prayer, being instant in prayer, being constant with our prayers. It is a must. Why? Because in the New Testament, we are told that day by day we are renewed in Christ. The presence of the Holy Ghost in us needs to be stirred for the release of the power, for the ancient of the Spirit to come upon us, for the presence of God within us. You know, his personality in us, the person of Jesus in us, by the Spirit, to be poured upon us, to be strengthened for the task ahead. Hallelujah. Now, so we told that we are to pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. On Sunday, we look at worship and singing unto God, making melody. In our heart with gratefulness unto God. Sing with grace from our, from our heart unto God. And we are looking at praying again with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Speaking in, the, in, in, in tongues, praying, praying the Holy Ghost, praying the will of the Father. By the agency of the spirit. Hallelujah.
Now, so we look at something over here. It, it is, you know, um, um, there's something so common about every man of God for the release of this power. The Bible says in the book of um, James, look at it. And I want to use this to explain the lifestyle of, of, of something, the, the carelessness of, of something in prayer and unto watching. James 5, and I will read the verse um, 17. Okay, 16 and 17. The Amplified Version. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, in parenthesis, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power, dynamis, available. Dynamic in its working. The Bible says dynamic. The power is so dynamic in its working. So the release of power has to do with the fervent prayer, the consistent prayer, the effectual prayer of the, of the righteous, the heartfelt prayer, the prayer of the heart. Where the soul is involved in that prayer. The heart is so much in tune with the prayer. Praying with emotions turn on. God, I need a change. I didn't see a change. Praying about the ministry, you are praying, Father, and giving reason. The Bible says to produce our cause. Praying with understanding, praying with this kind of understanding. Bringing your emotions on board as you pray. This is the kind of prayer that produces that engenders. The dynamism of God's power, tremendous power of God, dynamic in its working. Hallelujah. So the Bible says to a spiritual tone of mind and heart, the earnest into bracket heartfelt continued prayer of the righteous man makes the Bible says available much, and it means makes tremendous power, tremendous power available, and it is so dynamic in its working. The Bible says that Elijah was a man subject to like passion like, like as we are, and he prayed earnestly, a heartfelt prayer, that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three and a half, no, three years and six months, three and a half years. He prayed earnestly. Now, what brought about the power was the consistency. The continued prayer, the continuance of prayer, the heartfelt prayer, prayer with emotions, praying with emotions. I don't mean to pray emotional prayer, but I'm praying with uh, that kind of emotion. God, this thing ought to change. God, I need power for the work. Why do you need the power? Men need to be saved. People have to come to you. They need to see your salvation. Your my God, my God, my God. Let me show you one of one of such prayers before I talk about in the book of Acts chapter 4. When the disciples were asked not to pray, not to preach any longer in the name of Jesus. From the verse 18. Look at it. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God, to hearken unto man more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have. We have seen and heard. Verse 21. So when they had further threatened them, 
they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. It began in, you know, uh, at the temple. You see, the gate, the, the beautiful gate, the beautiful, the, the entrance of the gate, the entrance of the temple or the place of prayer by name beautiful, the gate which is known as beautiful by God. And being let go, the Bible says, verse 23, oh my God. They went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. Why did they report them? For common understanding that the church would understand because they were to pray together. So they, they, they went to their own company. Their disciples, you know, they were all disciples, whether with their souls that they want, it, it's not listed over here. So they went to their own company. They had their own spiritual company. They met together and they did something. The Bible said, and when they had heard that, see, they lifted up their voice unto God with, with one accord, with one accord, and said, Lord, thou art God. Before the release of the Holy Ghost, the Bible said they were with one accord. You cannot be praying with people as a church and be hiding certain things from them and be expecting the release of power. The Bible says, it, how beautiful it is, amiable it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. That's what the Lord, you know, uh, Paul the grace. He talked about the ointment, the anointing. It's in unity. So you cannot be hiding things from them. You have to bother them alone. Then you want to pray with them, let them know so they can pray with understanding. The agency, the fervency of the, of the prayer would, 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 would boil down to the fact that there is that kind of um, 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 agency, there's that kind of, um, of motivation with one accord to achieve whatever you set out to pray for. You don't hide things from Have you seen it? The Bible says in the book of James 5, the verse 16, to confess your fault one to another, your sins, your trespass, your sleep, where you went wrong. And you talk about healing, the healing anointing. You see, you have to confess what really what he did. For the one praying with you to understand with you, you see, to pray, mutual agreement. It should be a prayer of understanding, a prayer of consent. You don't hide it. And we saying, just pray for me. We told what to do, the guidelines. So, if you are hiding certain things and you think they are not supposed to know them, then wage the war alone. You need to let them know, to understand, to understand what they can continue, let them know, and they pray. The same applies to the prayer of healing as Apostle Paul, Apostle James talk about. To confess your trespass, your, your sleeps, in the, from the amplified version, your sleeps, your trespass, your friends, your sins, one to another. And to pray for the sick. It has for prayer. God, you need to have mercy on this person. In the name of Jesus. So you don't just pray dry prayers. You can pray with tears. Because you understand what you're doing. Your heart is in what you're doing. It's a heartfelt prayer. Jesus taught us the agonizing prayer. Praying. Shedding tears. Praying. So much that the Bible says that the drop, you see, the drop of sweat on his face was as though they were blood. Drops of blood. Agonizing prayer. Hallelujah. God has something his back on such a prayer. The Bible says that when they were let go, you know, they lifted up their voice to God in prayer with one accord, verse 24. And when they heard that, when they, they heard that, they heard something. The threatenings of the people, 
of the chief, you know, the elders, the council, the chief priests, the elders, they lifted up their voice. When they, the Bible said, when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord our God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the hidden rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. That is Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast appointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. For to do whatsoever that thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatening. So they realized that they were being threatened. Lord, consider their threatenings and grant unto thy servant that with all boldness, you know, with that spiritual might or strength, with all boldness they might speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Why? There was a prayer of agreement. Not just um, saying, let's pray concerning this, but they prayed with understanding. They prayed with their emotions. Turn on. The Bible says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And that was where the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one, one soul. Neither mutual agreement between them. So I'm addressing something that needs to be addressed among the church, among the Christian body. We don't hide certain things from our brethren for that long until we see the whole thing. We've seen a lot of things happening to pastors instead of um, 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 us or our, yes, our leaders and instead of us to let it um, come so that we can pray together about it, share the issues, share what they can contain, share some. Uh, um, Praise the Lord. In Psalm, in Psalm 25, verse 1, David said, Unto thee, O Lord, the world lift up my soul. In prayer, oh my God, I trust in thee. Lifting up the soul in prayer. Pray with emotions. We saw in first Samuel how that the mother of Samuel prayed unto God. She was not comfortable with um, the meat, the portion that was given her. She needed her own seed. And she turned to God in prayer. She agonized in prayer. Without, you know, uttering words from the mouth. The heart was doing all the prayers. She was moved with emotion. She was moved with passion concerning the thing that she desired. And the Lord strengthened her womb to produce. So it is not just praying surface prayer, shallow that, that kind of shallow prayer. But your mind must be employed. Your emotions involved in your prayer. Praying for a change. You are agonizing in prayer. Expecting a change take place so now let's look at some um, um, this guy um, this man of God um, I want to talk about something very sad because we are told that we are renewed in strength day by day let's look at the revelation about something Judges chapter 15 Judges 15 so look at it but it came to pass within this I mean you know a, a, a while after in the time of wheat harvest, that something visited his wife with a kid and said, I will go into my wife, into the chamber. On Sunday, I spoke about chamber, you know, a place where you can engage God, a tabernacle. 
know, because in Psalm 96, the verse 6, there's the Bible says um, that um, honor and majesty are before the Lord and strength and beauty and his tabernacle or his sanctuary. And when we engage God in prayer, when we, when we stand in the name of Jesus to pray, the Bible says for us to pray, men ought to pray, no, uh, um, anywhere, everywhere, lifting up what holy hands. So when we, we are so much assured that God is there with us. So there is strength in a place of prayer. Strength is released when we pray. Now, so, um, but then he was not allowed to go into the chamber. He said, I'll go into the chamber. But her father would not suffer him to go in. And her father said, I very thought that thou, thou hadest utterly hated him. Therefore, I gave her unto thy companion. It's not her younger sister fairer than, than she. Take care, I pray thee, instead of her. So this guy was not allowed to go into the chamber. And into the chamber we pray. In the chamber we pray. In the chamber we pray. Hallelujah. So, so many things happened. And, um, um, the Bible talked of the fact that um, in the verse 5, uh, no, verse 7, Samson said that, Oh, and Samson said unto them, Though ye have done this, yet will I be avenged of you. And after that I will cease. And he smote them hip and tie with a, a great slaughter. And he went down and dwelt in the, in, in the top of the rock Etam. Wow. He went down to dwell in the top of the rock Etam. Then the Philistines went up and pitched in Judah and spread themselves in Lehi. You know, in Lehi, that's where he picked the jawbone of, a, of the of the of an axe, and he was able to have testimony, call testimony, heap upon heap, more miracles. But are you aware that the man on his um on his day of death, the very day he died, he slaughtered more enemies, more of them than in his lifetime. His conquest, his you know, his biggest or greatest achievement was achieved or was attained. Um, at the tail end of his ministry, why the guy was not consistent, the guy was not disciplined. I want to show you a um, few scriptures. Um, thank you. Um, let's go to chapter 17. I come show you something. Um, I'll show you where the guy, where the guy um, lived, and where the spirit of the Lord came upon him. The beginning of the move of the spirit upon his life. Um, I'll show you right now. We shall go to maybe chapter. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you. Kalabadabaya. Faladoshi. Debohosate. So um in the book of um, the say in the book of Genesis, the book of um, Judges, chapter thirteen. Um the Bible says in the verse listen to this, the verse twenty four. And the woman bare a son and called his name Samson. Look at it. And the child grew and the Lord blessed him. And the spirit of the Lord came, began to move him at times in the camp of Dan. That's Judah, right? 
between Zora, Zora means dawn, and Eshtao. Eshtao also means earnest entreaty. It means to search diligently. It also means setting out a petition, earnest petition or, or earnest entreaty. Now, the earnest prayer of the soul, the subconscious depths of a man's being for a way out of escape, out of the dominance of his senses, of his flesh. Now, that's the meaning of it, you know, the, in the meta pieces of the, of the name. Now, it means that um, endless crown to God or prayer to shift from the flesh to the spirit, to move away from the dominance of the flesh, because the Philistines were their bitterest rivals by then, who were waging war at them, who were coming after them during the harvest time. They only exert upon them during harvest time. And they took spoil of them. And then God raised, they cried unto God, and God raised one judge by name Samson. And Samson, you know, received the spirit. And the spirit began to move him at a place called Mahane Mahane Dan. Maha Maha, you know, Mahane Dan. So Dan. Uh, let's say um um Accra Ghana. So we have the Ama uh, or we can say maybe um Hollywood, maybe US. Are you getting it? Hollywood, US, Hollywood, US. Or you can say Chicago, US, or Texas, US, or something like that. Good. So at Mohammed uh, Dan, that was where the Spirit of the Lord moved him. And you know where the guy died and was buried? It's amazing. He moved away from that place to Timnath. And I'll share with you before what happened at Timnath. We'll look at Judah. What happened to Judah? Judah, who also betrayed during, and I think I shared on, I shared on, um, on, on appetite with you. And we'll talk about um, the, the, the woman from Tina, Tina, by name Bathsheba, and the similarity. All the Bathsheba's in the Bible, the kind of things they did, or what really happened to them. Well, that's not emphasis to the, tonight. To Sixteen. Samson went to Gaza. Gaza is no man's land, you know. Before the Israelites, you know, we have the Gaza Strip. Uh, well, I'm not here for that issue now. But um, Egyptians took over the Babylon. You know, it, it has been taken, you know, it has seen a lot of um, empires invading that place. It had had different people um, occupying the land. Uh, it to be wrestled, you know, contested. Another group of people will come for it like that. So it's like a no man's land. <laughs> and so there, and Halot, it went to Gaza. And he saw, you know, a halot, and went in, in unto her. Look at this guy. And it was told the Gazites, saying, Something is come either. And they, and they compassed him in and laid wait for him all night in the gates of the city. Something was with a woman. He had his own all night with a woman throughout the night, all night long. And, and were quiet all the night, saying, In the morning when it is day, we shall kill him. So they were also waiting for him that in the morning they might, they might kill this guy. And Samson lay, lay, you know, lay till, till midnight and arose at midnight and took the doors of the gate of the city and the two posts and went away with them, bar and all, and put them on his shoulders and carried them up to the top of an hill that is before Hebron. I think I mentioned Hebron at that time. Hebron, Sinai, they mean the same thing. The Mount of Encounter. And look at this guy. He went there, having, you see, having won 
a victory. That was when he went there. He did not rely on God. There is no record that this guy relied on God. It was only once, one record. What this guy relied on God. He relied on his strength. He relied on his abilities, giftings, and never relied on God. The guy never thought that there could be a you know, renewal of strength or increase in strength. He never thought of that. He never dreamt of that at all. So disconnected from, from God. He only kept the secret of his power intact. Until his inconsistency, his indiscipline lifestyle betrayed him. That he had to tell um, the woman, that's Delilah, all his heart. Look at it. The Bible says, um, verse, verse, verse 4, And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman. Look at it. The guy was so indisciplined. He loved a woman in the valley of Sorek. <laughs> in the valley of Sorek, the guy kept moving down, backsliding, a backsliding life. Down and down. Whose name was Delilah? Look at it. The Bible says, and the laws of the Philistines came unto her and said unto her, Entice him and um, entice him and see wherein his great strength lieth. Entice this guy and see where his strength lies. We want to know where his strength lies. So entice him. Look at it. And by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him. Look at what he said. That we may bind him to afflict him, and we will give thee, every one of us, 1,100 pieces of silver. And Delilah said unto Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, look at it. Where in thy great strength lieth? Show me where your strength is. And wherein thy mightest be bound to afflict thee? Show me where your strength lies. That when we bind you, we can afflict you, or you can be afflicted. She should be, you know, she should be that um, lenient enough to let, you know, something to know. You're a spiritual man, you should know. The Bible says that the devil roared like a lion, seeking whom to, he may devour. He roared. Seeking whom he may devour. So you have to know, you have to be sensitive to know. Yes, I've been told you that we want to know the, the strength, see, what, the secret of your strength, where it lies, and how that we might bind you. Show us how it might bind you and even afflict you. <laughs> he was not disciplined enough to descend. Oh, Father, we thank you. The Bible says, And Samson said unto her, If they bind me with seven dreams, you know, which that were never dried, then shall I be weak and be as other man. The Lord of the Philistines brought up to her seven, listen, seven green wheat, which had not been dried, and she bound him with them. How could something allow the woman to bind? Why would a man play with the power of God upon his life? Have no respect, no regard for the anointing. It's a precious ointment. Precious. The Bible says that death flies. Ecclesiastes 13. See, death flies. 
they cause the ointment to smell. Get flat. That is why one needs to be sanctified. Living a sanctified life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible says in a verse 69, Now, there were men lying in wait, abiding therein in the chamber. There were men in the chamber, waiting. And she said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he break the wheat as a thread of thaw is broken with when it touched the fire. So his strength was not known. You should be very careful. And Elijah said unto Samson, Behold, thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Why should a woman say she wants to see my wretchedness? To separate me from the anointing. And that I will agree. In Daniel 6 verse 10. Daniel prayed three times. They saw the secret of Daniel. They knew that there was nothing. The guy had an excellent spirit. The only thing that was powering this guy. That was fueling his power. His strength was his prayer life. So let's attack him over there. The guy didn't give up. Look at this guy. So a morsel of bread is a man who transgressed. Spirit of God. Look at this. And he said unto her, if they bind me fast with new robes that, that never were occupied, then shall I be weak and be as other man. Delilah therefore took new robes and bound him therewith and said unto him, the Philistines. Why did he say that? Because the man was sleeping. Spiritual letter. You see, the guy was sleeping in his spiritual life. He would sleep so deep. And the, the woman, Delilah, would bind. Are you following? That's why Delilah would say, Hey, Samson, wake up. Your enemies are on you. They are encroaching. Then the guy will just wake up. He relied on his past anointing. But they are new every morning. Praise the Lord. And the Bible said, There were liars in wait abiding the chamber. And he break them from off his arms like a thread. The liar said unto Samson, Yet it is to as thou mock me. Mock me and told me lies. Tell me wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto, unto her, If thou weaver the seven locks of my head with the web, she fastened it with a pin and said unto her, See, so the guy started mentioning seven, coming closer and closer and closer, making mention of seven. It outdo the seven locks. Sharing the secrets, the covenant secrets that he had with God. The Bible showed us. Always lying on the ties of a woman until finally when he was slotted on the knee of a woman. A knee is a place, see, a posture of prayer. Showed us. Always lying on the ties of a woman until finally when he was slotted on the knee of a woman. A knee is a place, see, a posture of prayer. A push of prayer. If they can afflict you and turn your prayer life around. Hallelujah. If the enemy can 
really work around your prayer life, they can get you. Thank <laughs> you.